welcome back to episode two of the True to Life podcast. I'm super excited. I have a really good friend of mine um, that I met actually through basketball, through the hoops world. Um, his name is Ani Ruth, and he's just an amazing person all around. And we're going to get to dive in and just learn about all the things he's a part of. Uh, he's a sophomore at UC Davis right now, and he's dove into so many things. Um, after choosing to not go all in and pursue basketball, he's He's going to dive into it. I'm super excited to have him on and uh, to talk about that. And just to, just to get started, uh, you mind introducing yourself and just talking a little bit about uh, your basketball journey and your, uh, your transition into life after that so far? Definitely. Um, you know, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely. Um, as Nanik mentioned, uh, we met through basketball, and it's been amazing to continue our relationship to life outside of basketball. And I'm really happy and, and really excited to see where this goes. Um, as he mentioned, my name is Ani Rude, but uh, most people call me Ani. I am a second year at UC Davis, double majoring in computational cognitive science and applied statistics. Um, in terms of basketball, you know, I've been playing basketball my entire life. Started playing when I was two and a half, three years old. My, my parents put me in a little Santa Clara Community Center rec leagues. Um, I remember I used to have little Spider-Man shoes running around, not knowing how to dribble, but you know, from there, it kind of just grew. Uh, huge credit to my parents. They really let me pursue basketball as much as I could. Um, ended up moving out here to Pleasanton, where I played at Foothill High School. Started on varsity for three years in the East Bay Athletic League, which is known as one of the toughest in Northern California. Um, was a captain both my junior and senior year. Um, did some did some great things with them. A lot of, a lot of fond memories and great friends that I have from my time at Foothill. Um, in terms of travel ball, I played AAU for Peyton's Place, which um, during my freshman and sophomore years, we played on the Adidas Silver Gauntlet. So had the opportunity to play against some some really phenomenal players. Um, two that come to mind, obviously right now, are the Thompson Twins, who are projected to go number three and number five in next year's draft. So that's an exciting little nugget for my kids 20 years from now, tell them I played against those guys. So um, yeah, in terms of, of recruiting, as Nautic said, um, I chose not to play in college for a number of reasons that I'm sure we'll get into very shortly, but I did have a number of offers at the Division three level and a couple of interests from Division two schools as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, as, I, as I said, we'll get into it, but um, I did choose to go away from my life as a basketball player, but I'm still actively around basketball a lot, and I'm very grateful for what it's given me in terms of relationships, but not, not only relationships, but the lessons I've learned as well. Absolutely. So, I mean, both as a student athlete in high school and then also, you know, in the off season and the summer, like still, you know, being busy in the summer and with AAU. So I want you to kind of speak to your experience as a high school student athlete and then also what it was like competing at such a high level with the AAU gauntlet. Just kind of talk, walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, this is something that you and I share, you know, being um, South Asian, South Asian American, we don't really have much representation when it comes to the space, especially when you're talking about basketball that's played at a high level um, in, in high school and AAU ball. Um, so something that I really lead on during those times was the few beacons of light that did exist in the community. So um, a guy that I obviously really want to shout out is Gokul, um, Gokul Srinivasa Raghavan. He played um, at Doherty Valley High School, won a league title there, was all league. Um, went on to play four years at Caltech, which not only is one of the best institutions in the world, but also a, a very strong Division three program in the Skyac. Um, a guy that I definitely looked up to and someone who definitely took me 
under his wing when it came to basketball. So um, he kind of went through it all before I did. He played at Caltech 2016 to 2020. Um, I played high school basketball 2017 to 2021. So I really leaned on him a lot when it came to experience as a South Asian Hooper. So, you know, how to handle uh, balancing basketball and family because we come from similar backgrounds how to, you know, deal with the stigma that comes with being a South Asian athlete at a high level and how other coaches and other teams view you and stuff like that. So um, that was definitely someone I leaned on. And I think outside of him, there are a lot of really good influences on my life when it came to basketball. Um, as I said, Foothill has a, a rich athletic history, and I was fortunate enough to um, stay in touch with some guys who had great careers at Foothill and, um, you know, went on to do great things at the college level as well. Um, some names that come to mind are, are Seth Cobb, uh, Michael Smith, JT McDermott. These are all guys that either graduated when I was in, in seventh or eighth grade or were seniors when I were freshmen. So guys that I definitely look up to. Gautam Devakru is actually my neighbor, someone else I look up to. Those guys definitely took me under their wing, taught me a lot about the work that it took in the summer to get minutes in the winter, uh, whether it be putting me through workouts at 5 a.m. in the summers or coming back for winter break and getting me in the gym. Um, but definitely taught me a lot about the work ethic it takes to compete at a high level. Um, and then something that I do want to mention when it comes to playing at that level is, you know, me personally, but also the, the culture that I come from, academics are definitely valued very highly. Um, so that's that was a non-negotiable for my family. And Absolutely. I just, you know, make sure your grades are high, make sure you're taking care of business in the classroom and do what you love, right? So again, I was blessed with parents who supported me in whatever I want to do. Um, I was able to take AP classes that I wanted to take with teachers that I wanted to and find a way to balance that with with basketball. And um, yeah, again, just a lot of really great positive influences on my life that were older than me that I looked up to that helped me in a lot of different ways to compete at a high level. Awesome. I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, about culture, South, South Asian. I kind of want to dive in a little bit on that too more. Um, how me and Ani actually met. Um, we met at the Amazing HQ All-Star Showcase, the first ever um, Amazing HQ. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hand that off to you to kind of go yeah. into a little bit about that. But we met at this uh, event that kind of gathered, uh, what was it, like 40? Was it 30 or 40? Yep. Yeah, so about th 30, 40 of um, the top Asian-American hoopers in California. Such an amazing event. So many great connections that were made there. Um, that's honestly how, how we met and how we've stayed in touch after that and someone that I wanted to kind of bring on the show and just talk about um, all, all of that, really. And then, yeah, so I wanted to kind of explain a little bit how you got into working yeah. with Amazing HQ. What's the initiative? Like, what are you guys about and what are you guys doing? Definitely. So just want to preface, Amazing is not mine. Um, we were actually with them today, but Pranav Iyer, a very good friend of mine. Who Shout out Pranav for sure. Pranav's the GOAT, man. Pranav, <laughs> um, just some background on him. You know, he played uh, – Football in high school, uh, a sport that already is very stigmatized when it comes to Asian representation, um, did something that you don't really see and went on and played college football at the Division three level at Chapman University. Um, you know, played four years there as a defensive back, did great things, went on and got his master's at USC. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we, we talked about it with him today, actually, but yeah. he, he had a spark in late 2019 and just thought, you know, when I was younger and I was an athlete, I wish I had a platform um, so that I could look up to Asian American athletes that did this before me so I could connect with them and learn from them. Um, and that really drove him to create Amazing HQ. And 
Um, I heard of it very early on just because I was a high school athlete when Amazing was launched and I was connected with some guys who were featured early on. Um, and I was fortunate enough to have a connection with Pranav and we had talks about him potentially coming out to a game that I was playing in so he'd come get some film on me. But unfortunately, COVID hit, um, which was very unfortunate. But, you know, something we'll get into, like maintaining relationships. I was able to maintain that relationship with him and um, officially became a part of Amazing late 2020 been along th- for the ride for about three years now and it, it's been nothing short of amazing pun intended i love it um you know a, a lot of the things that we do now are, are centered around large-scale events to kind of bring the community together and as you said provide uh, a platform for connections um as nautic mentioned we met at this all-star event that that he took part in last year and kind of how that came about was we wanted to do something along the lines of um you know, McDonald's or the Jordan Bay Classic for the Asian American community. And I do want to mention, this is not a new idea. Um, there was actually, when I was maybe an eighth grader freshman, um, I believe it was NorCal Sports TV or Bay Area Sports TV. I apologize if I get that wrong. They hosted an Asian, male, an Asian American all-star game um, here in the Bay. And the reason I know that is because Gokul participated in that. Um, so definitely not a novel idea in any means. I don't want to take credit for that on behalf of Amazing. Um, but the idea was bring as many of the top graduating seniors as we could to an event in LA and allow them to, to grow with each other, meet each other and cherish the special connection that they had as a group of individuals that were going to be playing in college at a level that, um, not a lot of Asian American athletes really see. So we put together the infrastructure, um, such that we had a camp on the Saturday where, we brought in a couple really amazing Division One athletes, uh, including Allison Mira, who plays at USC, um, Caitlin, who's at Princeton, Vanessa at Duke, Cole Meisick, who is a celebrity and a model, but also a former Division Two hooper, and a couple other names as well, big trainers in the area. And they all came out and, and talked to you guys about what it meant to be an Asian American athlete. And that was honestly my favorite part, is watching you guys soak in all of that knowledge and from their experience and integrating what they said into your own journeys right and uh yeah i mean that that event was i mean again nothing short of amazing like we had that camp on saturday with the panel and then sunday obviously we had the all-star event um and it was great we had a bunch of families come out a bunch of people from the community come out to the terasaki budokan in japantown um had all you guys playing a little all-star showcase got some great film got some great moments great connections as you said guys that I still talk to today. Um, and yeah, now we're expanding. Obviously, I'll, I'll leave the amazing details to Pranav. We got some exciting stuff in terms of, of events, funding, et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's on its way. I don't want to divulge into that too much because that's not for me to share. Um, but as far as all-star events go this year, you know, we got LA planned definitely later this year for all our West Coast people. Um, and we're working with an organization up in Toronto. So Definitely looking forward to being up in the six later this year and turning up with some people in Toronto and along the East Coast. So no, really excited for the way Amazing's going. No, absolutely. And the reason why I wanted to, to touch on this, like the background with Amazing and tying in that, that Asian American hoops thing all together is because it kind of translates to your experience as a student athlete because there is an Asian household such a, you know, I would say almost like a pressure to like achieve academically because I know um w- for me um i'm actually half indian half white so i mean like i grew up like with my mom who who, who is white and 
with my dad who's Indian, who's Punjabi. And I was able to kind of learn. Um, there, there's always pressure to achieve with, with grades and stuff. So that was always a priority for me. So I wanted you to speak on um, what the struggles that you found being a student athlete, even from that Asian American Indian lens, that what were those struggles like as a student athlete with that pressure for school and also wanting to perform on the court? Yeah. I mean, again, first and foremost, I was, I was very fortunate with how my parents kind of viewed my involvement with basketball. They viewed it more as something that could augment my growth as an individual, as opposed to a hindrance on my education. Um, you know, obviously there was that non-negotiable of, if you're going to be taking these these advanced classes, you should be putting your all into it and, and doing as well as you can. Uh, but that's not to say it wasn't difficult. I mean, my dad's in there right now. You can talk to him about um, the late nights after long road trips for games, um, staying up till 3.34, trying to finish an essay for an AP class and, and waking up the next morning, getting to the gym, getting shots up before school. But um, I, that's not special. I mean, I, I know students who in high school do that on a regular basis i was fortunate enough to go to a high school that's very strong academically and a lot of the students that i I went to school with or did some amazing things in high school and worked just as hard as i did um whether it be athletics or not i think that's something else that i see as almost uh, an issue with the community is um we have a tendency to to view athletics as almost lesser to any other form of involvement, especially for high schoolers. I know my parents fielded uh, a plethora of questions from other parents from our community about, you know, how are you letting your son waste his time playing basketball um, when he could be taking an extra two AP classes, right? I know you agree with that. Yeah. Um, but again, they they saw not only what basketball was doing for me in terms of the people that I was able to meet, but more so than that, they saw the values that I learned. Right. As I said, I was a, a captain for multiple years. I was fortunate enough to play for an amazing coach, Coach Jason Wallace. Um, taught me a lot about accountability, about leadership, about, you know, being punctual and being responsible when it comes to your commitments. And I can f- say quite frankly that a lot of those values that I learned would have not come without basketball being there with me. And I'm sure I w- if I didn't play basketball, I would have found another way to develop those values. But I wouldn't trade that experience in for anything else. Oh, absolutely. And like you're speaking to, you know, managing those many different factors too. And like, you know, if you're giving like young people um, that are looking up to you and kind of see the success you've accomplished, like already, just you're, already, you're, you're so young too. This man is 19, almost turning 20 on Friday. Like he's already accomplished so many things um, in my eyes, at least looking up to him. Um, if you were to give advice to like the, the, the younger kid looking up to you, like, of how to manage such a busy load like how do you how do you stay organized like how do you manage so many different things going on in your life at once yeah so just to preface this is something that we spoke about with our kids today at the uh, event that i hosted in san jose so for some background i, I run a nonprofit called the student athlete community foundation um, we had a wonderful t- event today at the san jose gurdwara in partnership with we got next which is another phenomenal organization that works with kids um and we had the chance to talk to some of these kids about this exact question. How do you manage, um, you know, juggling a bunch of responsibilities that you take upon yourself, you know, whether it be school, basketball, other sports, uh, jobs, extracurriculars, the list goes on. Um, the first thing I told them is you have to understand that there are people in your life that genuinely care for your success, right? Now, I understand that not everyone is fortunate enough 
for that support to come from within the household. But I promise you, if you look around, you're going to find someone in your life that wants you to be successful, right? I personally was, was blessed enough to have that come from within the household, both my parents, my sister. Um, but that's not to say I, I didn't have other amazing influences. I already mentioned some of the older guys, um, my coaches, uh, my teachers in school, my mentors, my big brothers, so to speak. Um, and the biggest thing when it comes to managing uh, a large set of responsibilities is leaning on those people when you need help, right? So I'll admit it, when I was in high school and I had a, uh, an extremely busy week in and out of the house for workouts, you slammed with AP assignments. Hey mom, listen, can you please take care of the laundry this week? I am yeah, struggling, sure. <laughs> right? And that's like, it's a small example. And, you know, as a as a 17 year old kid, you like to be doing your laundry on your own. And, and I promise you I did on most, day, on most weeks, but um, just leaning on them for support for something that little, like just takes a little bit off your plate. Um, but then going back to what I said about like older people in your lives, I got a text right now from, from one of my best friends, own hoteling, literally top of my phone. I can't tell you how many times I leaned on that guy when things got tough. Um, when I just knew that I had so much on my plate that I couldn't handle, giving one of these people such as Owen a call just soothed my nerves. And he really helped me like sort through all this stuff that I had going on. Just for some, some more background, like I think my, my sophomore year is probably the toughest in terms of mental. Um, end of my freshman year, uh, one of my, my close friends and uh, AU teammates passed away in an accident uh, at his high school. He, he rest in peace, Ben Curry, um, in, in a drowning accident at his high school. Um, and then going into my sophomore year, you know, taking on a heavier course load, starting on varsity, it was, it was a lot. So um, definitely, definitely mental struggles at, at that moment in time. Then at first I kind of went into my shell, you know, like I got all this on my plate. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, kind of retreating and trying to figure out everything else or trying to figure everything out for myself. Um, and what I realized over the course of those, those couple months where things were really rough is I am incredibly grateful for the people I have around me that I'm lucky to have around me. And it'd be a shame if I weren't able to take advantage of that and find a way to, to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. So people like Owen, people like Gokul, uh, my big brother, Dovi, who is at a uh, PhD at UNC, obviously my parents, like just giving them a call on a weekend, just a FaceTime and talking them through all the stuff I have for the week really soothed my nerves and kind of helped me de-stress. Um, especially, you know, because most people, like you said earlier today, basketball is a way to de-stress. When I was in high school, especially playing at that level at, as a sophomore, it was not, it was an added stressor. Um, so I needed to find an, another outlet and that happened to be through people. And that's a common thread that, um, I think we'll explore throughout the course of our conversation today is, um, my purpose and, and what I find most beautiful in life is being able to bring people together and, and being around people and just learning from our shared experiences and our collective mindset and, and growing together. So, um, when it comes to managing a bunch of responsibilities. I just really say lean on your people around you. And if you find that you can't lean on those people, I'm sorry, you need to find new people to hang around, right? Obviously you can't change your family. You can't change um, your teachers, or your coaches, but if you can't go to your friend and be like, Hey, I'm struggling right now. I need someone to lean on. 
and they're not someone you can lean on, I promise you need to change who you're around because there are some really amazing people around out, out there in the world and it's on you to find them and make that connection. Yeah, listen, like that, that support system, like those people that you surround yourself, like it says a lot about yourself and just really, if you say if your family is not necessarily um, something that you can lean on, I mean, there's friends, there's teachers um, in, in this world that you'll find that people do want to help you. And if you don't have that, it can be as simple as if you're listening to this podcast or you're listening to this show, um, you know, reach out like there, there, there's so many people out there in this world that, that do want to help and give back that there is there is that opportunity out there. And another thing I did want to circle back to that Ani mentioned was things will get hard, like things are going to get tough. You're going to hit adversity at any level, whether you're in school, not in school, just dealing with life, whether you're a student, not a student, like there's just, there's so many different aspects of life that you're going to get hit with. So there, there's going to be a point where you hit struggle and you have to be able to lean on people. And if you don't have those people right now, just be aware of that and, and look for that, look for that. And if you don't have that, um, you're, you're going to find it at some point, right? Yeah. And if I may add, like, as he said, you're going to find that at some point, trust, trust that your work and and what you're doing on an everyday basis is going to lead to good people being around you. Um, but something I did want to add that does kind of help with managing um, uh, a pretty hefty set of responsibilities is celebrate the little wins. Um, I have a great example from just five minutes ago. Um, this podcast was actually <laughs> not going to happen today because Nanik uh, forgot to bring a USB to USB-C adapter. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Dude, we, we were looking forward to this for about two weeks now, and um, we obviously have our nice microphones here, and <laughs> unfortunately, we're missing a cable that uh, that we needed to make this happen, and, you know, fortunately, in this time of quote-unquote adversity, obviously not real adversity, but a little, yeah. a little uh, bump in the road, uh, my father was able to step in, and he was able to find us a solution, and mind you, our garage door is open. I live on a street with a lot of older folks. When I got the wire that made our thing work, I heard Nanak yell out, uh, let out a little scream and a little, <laughs> little let's go of joy. And I'll tell you what, at first I was like, damn, bro, you're going to wake up everyone on the street. It's kind of late here. But when I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Like, this is what we have to celebrate. When you go across your everyday life, you're going to come across these little bumps in the road that may not represent large amounts of adversity, but it's important that you acknowledge the little win that you just had so that you can get motivation to keep going through the rest of your day. I love that you brought that up and shared that story because I wanted to kind of get to it at some point too. something so small, like, so to provide some even more background, um, we went to this event cause we're about to dive in talking about his nonprofit that he started and his partnership with, we got next. We're about to dive into that. But before we do that, we're recording this episode on February 11th. It's not going to be out until a couple of weeks till whenever you're listening to this. So, um, we've been, we've been in the car. We've been talking for the last like two or three hours, like driving from San Jose back. There's been crazy traffic. So we've just been talking about all kinds of things. So to get back and almost like the show wasn't going to work, the mics wasn't set up. It was almost going to be over. So it was, I'm so happy that we're here. We're going to be able to do it. Um, honestly, a perfect transition to kind of start giving you a space to kind of talk about why you started your, your nonprofit, your foundation, and then how you got involved with connecting with We Got Next and with that uh, initiative. Totally. Here. And uh, apologize for the phone here, but I'm actually handling some nonprofit business. Got to pay the, the videographer that 
um, that came today. So give me one second. You know what I mean? Th- th- um, this is honestly like a, even like a behind the scenes look. It's like someone, you know, he he's he's not ni- he's literally 19 years old and he's managing so many things that these kids that we just you know what I'm I'm gonna post some photos too so you guys can see it. This this event was amazing. It it, it brought together 30 or 40 young young Indian hoopers, young Asian hoopers, all in one space where they got to you know, see other people that have seen success. And, you know, it was something that was so much work went in behind the scenes to make it all possible. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I'd love for you to speak to that a little bit. Yeah. So I'll give you kind of like the, the full story behind um, the student athlete community foundation, which is my, my registered nonprofit. So um, we're going to, I'm going to take you all the way back to the fall of 2020. So this is like mid COVID. We're all stuck at home. Um, at this point in my life, I am about to enter my senior year. I'm the captain of the basketball team at Foothill. And uh, uh, just so happens that a close friend of mine, Jackson Cash, shout out Jax, is the captain of my rival high school, Amador Valley. And so we we kind of built a relationship over our sophomore and junior years, you know, having been been attending rival high schools and also working together as, as youth referees. And something that we had always wanted to do was kind of leave our mark on on the city that raised us and do something for younger athletes before we graduated originally the thought was you know let's do a kids camp let's do something like that kind of like we did today unfortunately covid um kind of made that uh impossible to host so we kind of pivoted to other ideas that we could potentially do um, what ended up sticking was a gear drive that we ent- eventually named the New Year New Gear Drive. Um, the notion behind the event was Pleasanton, my hometown, is a relatively affluent area. You have um, lots and lots of families with, with kids around my age that played almost every sport in the book growing up. And the logic for us was, hey, I'm sure these these families all have old sports equipment in good condition laying around in their garage just as I have old golf clubs right behind me. Um, why don't we set up an infrastructure to collect donations of new and slightly used athletic gear and donate them to kids who may not be as privileged as us when it comes to exploring their, their athletic journeys. So this all started coming together October, November of 2020. Just for some context, I that first year when I planned this was when I was applying for colleges. And as I as I started playing the event and started, the word started spreading that this was gonna be happening, I got I heard a lot of chitter chatter that I was doing this just for my college applications, which I can promise you I did not because none of my applications had anything to do with my nonprofit or the gear drive. The nonprofit didn't come until last year, I'll get there. Um, but yeah, so, so January of 2021, we hosted this event at Foothill and Amador um collected i'd say over 1500 donations across both schools worked with an amazing organization eat sports foundation uh eat stands for educate aspire and triumph uh led by legendary bay area basketball trainer tion connor um and essentially the, the framework that we set up is we collected the gear sanitized it sorted it into categories gave it handed it off to his organization and then he donated it to families in need on a case-by-case basis and, uh, you know, it was, it was a big success. I, I really enjoyed working with my fellow teammates and, and friends to, to make this initiative happen in the midst of 
a spike in COVID, which was January of 2021, obviously. Um, obviously, all masked, all social distancing, all everything. And, you know, we, we were able to do something pretty solid for the community, which felt great. And at the time, I thought this was going to be a one-time thing. Um, you know, over the course of those four months leading up to that event, I had the opportunity to do as much marketing as I could. Um, you know, our, our council member of Pleasanton, Valerie Arkin, I was able to speak with her and make it to a city council meeting on Zoom and, and speak about the event and try to invite people to that. Um, you know, lots of emails to big figures in the community. Uh, Mr. Gersich, who uh, runs CYO, um, especially the CYU Youth Sports. Um, Greg Thome, a good friend of mine that I actually saw last week in Davis, coincidentally, who is uh, a Pleasanton legend for sure when it comes to youth sports. Um, another group, another person I really want to highlight is, is Mr. Dennis Miller, who writes the Pleasanton Weekly columns for, for sports. Um, actually, the announcer at my high school games when I played in high school um, did a great, uh, did us a great favor of, of spreading our event online. Um, and that experience really helped me grow as a person because I saw everything come together. It was the first time that Jackson and I had something that we could call our own that really came to fruition. Again, I thought it was going to be a one-time thing. Four months later, one of my little bros, Raman, uh, who's now thriving at Cal Poly, reached out to me and he said something along the lines of, hey, like being at your event really inspired me. Um, I want to do something similar. And so I literally sent him our entire Google Drive of documents and email templates and spreadsheets. And he put together a powerlifting event that raised money for Hamilton families, which is uh, a phenomenal organization after, out of San Francisco that um, deals with the unhoused population. Um, he raised a couple thousand dollars for them. And that's when the spark kind of hit my head because originally I viewed the gear drive as a way for us to give back to the community. What I didn't realize until that moment was initiatives such as the gear drive could be used to get younger student athletes that I'm connected with involved in such in such ways with their community such that they grow as individuals and as young men and women, right? So watching him go through that process and run that event and seeing how much he grew over the, the next year having been through that experience was, I don't want to say life-changing, but honestly life-changing for how I viewed the scope of that uh, that initiative. So came back in January of 2022, expanded to five schools here in the Bay Area, um, really blew up that year. I think we had over 3,500 donations. Um, and it was just, again, it was great to see, you know, come back from Davis being a college student and see all these high school guys come together for this, this event. And uh, that's when I really hit my mind that I wanted to make this a nonprofit and something more important and uh, something that I could really grow with. And so in uh, August of 2022, I, I registered the Student Athlete Community Foundation, worked with um, a good friend of mine, Fiona, who's at Brown. She uh, did all the, the design stuff and came up with an amazing logo. Um, another one of my best friends who I'm seeing tomorrow, Neil, he helped me with a lot of web dev and also a lot of input on design. Um, and we kind of made it happen. You know, I dropped $1,500 on LegalZoom, got it registered. My pockets are still hurting from that. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's official now. And I came back this year again in January, hosted my third gear drive with first one officially under the SACF banner. Um, and then obviously this event, which I want to go into now a little bit. For sure. Um, we got next, as I've said, is an amazing organization that does a lot of youth basketball camps, clothing, and, and 
youth out- outreach stuff. Um, I actually got connected with them because my uh, my housemate Vikram is uh, very connected with them. He's been a part of We Got Night since the beginning. Um, he introduced me to Harp, who is his older brother figure and uh, the founder of We Got Next. And I have a great deal of admiration and respect for um, the passion and commitment he shows to his kids um, that come to his camp every week and how he trains them to not only be better basketball players, but better young young adults, which um, is something I'm definitely trying to incorporate with my, my organization. And so I've, I've had the idea of collaborating with them for a while now and um, I'm just really glad we were able to come together and host this event, which we called the Athletes Unite um, Gear Drive and Free Camp. So we had, as Nanak mentioned, about 40 kids come out. We had a little panel with all of us, talk to them about some of the things we're talking about right now, how to you know be successful at whatever you want to do. Um, and then we ran ran fives. With it was the, great. <laughs> ran fives with little kids. You know, I was I'm washed up. I, I will say I missed my fair share of dunks today. My back still hurts. Um, but Nonic looked good out there. You know, he got got his run in, got coast to coast action going. His finishing looked good. Uh, jumper needs some work. I was one for eight from the field. For those of you that know me, I am a pure shooter, so that was very not. It was not normal for me. Yeah. So I mean, I will say I am almost exclusively a mid range shooter. <laughs> And I don't think I made it. I made one. I would probably went like one for 13. It was windy outside. It the, balls were, hey, the basketballs were wet because it was raining. Yeah. So there were a lot of variables. Outside. But I don't want to make any excuses. <laughs> I will I will say that me personally, I have not touched a basketball in a while. So I am a little washed. But jokes aside, it was a, a phenomenal day. Um, not only because we got to work with all these amazing kids, but we got to come closer. Um, it really was. Obviously, spent a lot of time with Nanak in the car on the way there and back and at the event. But... Pranav was there. Uh, Pranav of Amazing HQ. Got to spend some time with him. Obviously, Vikram and Harp. And then a good friend of mine, Prabjot, uh, goes by PJ. Friend of mine at Davis. Very good dude. One of, honestly, one of the uh, one of my favorite people that I've met in the, in the past year. And um, he also made the drive out from Salinas, which is super deep. Um, and it just goes to show, like, you know, real people stay real. And, and he came out and supported today, and I really appreciate him for that. So one thing I've been amazed by what Ani can do is he has this ability of not only just doing this out of like pure passion and for helping others, but also his ability of bringing people together from all over um, and just utilizing his connections. And this is something that we discussed extensively on our two hour drive from San Jose to Pleasanton, which should have been 35, 40 minutes. But we, we discussed about how taking advantage of connections, utilizing connections and Going back to what we discussed at length was leaning on people, right? So, and also another si- a side note, uh, Ani was not doing this for any applications. He's still doing it today. It's a nonprofit. He's not much is really going into his pockets here. He's doing it out of pure love of giving back and doing things for other people. And that's one thing is what I really admire about him is that he's doing this selflessly to help others and to bring people together. Um, and I, I did want to say that Ani is going to be a reoccurring guest on the on the show. Um, he's at UC Davis. You know, I live in Sacramento. Um, so he's going to be someone that comes on the show um, more frequently. He's going to, in a way, almost like, I don't want to say full like co-host, but he's going to be like here with us more than other guests that we just see one time. And he's going to be, you know, around someone that I really look up to and we're going to be collaborating on some other things and other projects. So, um, Truthfully, me and Ani can talk for hours as we have shown ourselves today. Um, so I did want to kind of wrap us up a little bit yeah. here. Um, so I wanted to ask you a couple of quick hitters and 
I want you to say the very first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. All right. I'm so not good with these, by the way. It's we'll all good. We'll <laughs> if you have to take a second, no worries. Yeah. But favorite TV series? Seinfeld. Hey, there we go. That's okay. perfect. All right. Second one, favorite NBA player? Kobe. And one word to describe yourself? Passionate. Compassionate. Compassionate. That, absolutely. Um, Ani, I want one more time to thank you so much for uh, sitting down with me and making the time. Um, he has a super busy schedule. He's putting his... You know, family aside for me right now, making an extra 40 minutes for me. So I did want to say I really appreciate that so much. And if you have anything to close out, I'd love to give you one last space if you want to say some last words. Yeah. So there is kind of one thing I want to leave you guys with today. And um, as as Nanik said, I'll be back pretty frequently just because he, he's only 20 minutes from me when he's back home. So um, you'll be hearing from me a lot. So if you don't like my voice, you probably should unsubscribe. But um <laughs> Uh, my mom's on a business trip right now so she's overseas but um you know every morning i try to call her for for at least five minutes to check in but friday morning i had i had a 25 minute call with her just talking about how life's been going for the both of us and she said something that really resonated with me that i wanted to share with you guys um that just speaks to some of the things we covered today um you know not to toot my own horn but there is a lot of things that i do that we didn't get into today and we'll save that for another time 100 percent but um, she she essentially told me that amazing thing hap- amazing things happen when you put your best effort into something for other people and don't expect anything good in return, right? So when it comes to things like the nonprofit or working with other organizations, obviously we didn't get into any of the AI stuff that I'm doing, but you know doing doing all that stuff for for fellow students at Davis and San Diego and other schools. Um, other organizations I'm a part of, like I'm doing that because I genuinely enjoy it. And more so than that, I enjoy being around the people that I get to be with when I do those things. Right. So like obviously doing amazing, I got to meet you and I enjoy thoroughly enjoy spending time around you. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoy it. Love spending time with Pranav. Um, we got next trying to do more stuff with them. I, I love being with, with Vikram and Harp. Uh, the list goes on and on. Um, but fundamentally speaking if, if you do good things for the right reasons uh i promise you that that good things will come to you in return um obviously being raised hindu like karma is something that i i internally believe in um and whether you believe in that specific notion is up to you and your beliefs but i will say trust the good work that you do and and have faith in the fact that everything good that you do if done with the right intentions will come back and you know, serve you better for the future. So again, Nanak, thank you for having me today. Um, we got to get him to the BART station because he's got a, <laughs> a little trip out to Fruitvale right now. So um, I look forward to, to being on again and, you know, discussing some cool shit in the future. Very well put. Um, I would, again, just want to emphasize for anybody listening, if you have any questions about anything that we talked about today, um, text the at True to Life podcast on Instagram directly or even me directly on Instagram at Nanak Tagore. Um, really any questions that you had like from the show, even if you want to just let me know if questions for Ani, his, everything that he's a part of is all going to be in the description. If you want to check that out, everything about amazing HQ, I'm going to put all those links in the description so you can check those out as well. Um, and again, I, I thoroughly be- believe that there's never a dumb question, no matter what, because if you're thinking it possibly someone else is too. So anything, it can be basketball, life, advice, anything, please don't hesitate to reach out to the account or me directly. Um, and once again, please follow the show, subscribe, engage. I'd love to hear from you. 
thank you so much and we'll be talking soon definitely appreciate you guys hey we got a special one here get on the train early because it's about to leave the station appreciate it literally i am headed to the bar right now thank you so much guys yeah. and i will uh, catch you on the next one appreciate you guys